listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D., Cinema Geekly's Marvel Podcast. It is Anthony Lewis and Aurora Babalu back with you talking Daredevil Season mm-hmm. 3. I almost said Iron Fist, Aurora. <laughs> and then I almost got sad because Iron yeah. Fist is Colleen now. She's the Iron Fist. Or yes. there's, or maybe Danny's part Iron Fist too. I don't know. Uh, but we're not. We're talking Daredevil Season 3, Episodes 1 and 2. Uh, this is picking up literally directly after the events of the Defenders. Yeah, I appreciate that Netflix gives me a recap. <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, that was I, great. I watched the recap, and by the time it was done, it's like, okay, I actually remembered all of this. But yeah. it was great to see some of that first and second season Daredevil stuff, because those yes. were two very good seasons of television. Um, and uh, let's start talking about it. Episode one of season three called Resurrection. After being seriously injured, by the way, this first this first sentence is hilarious to me. After being seriously injured when a building collapses on him, <laughs> as you do, as as happens, uh, it's just a weird sentence to read. Uh, fighting is the vigilante daredevil Matt Murdock washes out of a New York City sewer system. So it seems when that building collapsed in Midland Circle that the ground gave way underneath and they were washed into the it's yeah convoluted to say the least but yes uh a taxi driver finds matt and matt tells him to take him to father paul lantham who entrusts uh matt to the care of sister maggie at saint agnes's orphanage where matt was raised as he slowly recovers matt has a crisis of faith and decides that he would rather put his life in danger and continue fighting his daredevil then return to his civilian life. He begins training to fight again, and one night tries to stop a kidnapping when he is beaten and almost caught by the police. Matt's friends Karen Page and Foggy Nelson start to lose hope that he may still be alive. Meanwhile, in prison, Wilson Fisk decides to make a deal with the FBI to protect his love, Vanessa, who can be charged as an accessory to his crimes. The case is assigned to Agent Ray Nadim, who is struggling with being unable to receive a promotion due to financial troubles after he paid for his sister-in-law's cancer treatment. Okay, so, episode one, Aurora. What did you make of it? Interesting start. <laughs> yes. Um, I have to confess that when when they went to the, the birthday... No, it wasn't the birthday party. They were um, 
celebrating that his sister-in-law was cancer-free. Uh, Aiden yes. Nadim's yes. Uh, scene. When they started that scene, I was so confused. I thought that Netflix had put me in another show. Yeah, or like another episode had started. Yeah, I, I had jarring. to like pause it and make sure that I was still watching Daredevil because the 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 transition was so uh, so quick. Mm-hmm. Great that minds, I, I... great minds, Aurora, think alike. Because <laughs> this is the exact same thing that happened to me. <laughs> I had looked down at my phone for a minute, like I my phone had vibrated, <laughs> and there was a text message, and I read it and responded real quick, and then I looked up. And this stuff was going on with the Nadim thing. And I'm like, did I, did I fall asleep? <laughs> did something else start playing? Did I hit a button? Yeah, I thought something else started, started playing. <laughs> yeah, they were just introducing a new character. Yeah. <laughs> but it caught me off guard. I didn't expect a, a new character reveal, yeah. I guess. And it was so long because you see the whole like celebration. Mm-hmm. And then he's back at the at, at the FBI quarters and he's talking to his boss and I'm like, wait, what's happening now? Is this yeah, is this a different <laughs> show? Altogether? Like they just drop Daredevil halfway through and they're like, let's just make a show about this Ray Nadim. This random FBI, FBI agent. agent. <laughs> I mean then it started then it started to like come together a little bit because then we had the stuff with like the FBI and Punisher and mm-hmm. then it started to feel a little bit more familiar and then it's like, oh, he's going to see Wilson Fisk. But they're doing right. spending all of this time with him because obviously he's going to be playing a big role in the show going forward. Otherwise mm-hmm. I wouldn't spend this much time on him. Right. Right. Um, um yeah. I, I, I bet that you're happy to see Wilson Fisk. Oh yeah. He <laughs> I mean, as soon as he starts talking, he's just such a captivating character. Yes. His I whole could... look is amazing. Everything, yeah. yeah. I could just listen yeah. uh I mean there's like a scene in the next episode where he's in the weight room in the prison where he's just moving around and just moving around is like yeah, like a performance in and of itself. It's the, yes. every, that's such a great character. He takes the character very seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, the, you talked about the how much time they spent on the Ray character, and like they mm-hmm. stayed with him for a long time. They did something else in this episode, something that I did not like. Okay, with Karen. Karen goes to Matt's apartment. Mm-hmm. And they kind of do like a flashback a little bit, right? And then they come back to Karen, and then she goes into the closet where he's got his, where he would keep his Daredevil costume. And she opens it, and there's no costume in there. And then they do another flashback, and it's a long flashback. Very long. It's yep. like a three-minute scene or something where it's like from season two or yep. something like that after he reveals that he's Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Or something to her, and he tells her where he keeps the costume, and they're talking about Frank Castle or something, and yeah, it, it that was a choice for sure to do. Usually, don't see flashbacks like that unless you're you know low on budget, yeah, you know, like budgetary constraints. You're like, all right, we got to do right. a flashback episode, everybody, where we show you all the things that happened in the other seasons. But mm-hmm. they normally don't do that in season premieres of shows. It was exactly. a very long flashback. Yeah. And I'm not even sure yep. how it really played into what was happening. Yeah, I didn't know what what, were the, what was the purpose of it. It was weird. Uh, yeah. I, and I, I, I mean, I know that I get caught on technicalities a lot in shows, but I cannot believe that Karen is paying two rents 
Yeah. In New With York. With her salary? No. <laughs> she's a journalist at a newspaper in New yeah. York, and she's paying no. for two New York apartments. No way. This, I mean, I know she's... Devils, Daredevil's loft is huge. Like, he, that has to be very high rent. Yes. I mean, look, it's... <laughs> I mean, they... She does point out to Foggy when he shows up that he is in trouble of being evicted and she needs her, his help. Right. To help to go in on the bill. So she's not, like, easily affording them. But that she can even, like, take on a second one and has managed to keep yeah. it open this long <laughs> doesn't, <laughs> doesn't seem legitimate to me, but... I mean, I would just move in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be bigger than where she's living right now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, for the most part, I like this, but uh, and and these two episodes were very much because of what happened in the Defenders, uh, and and in season one of Daredevil for in Wilson Fisk's case, these first two episodes really had to be spent with um, very. Actually, they remind me a lot of the first two episodes of this new season of Doctor Who, where they spent mm-hmm. the first two episodes essentially putting their chess pieces on the board yeah it's, it's a lot of exposition yeah you gotta you can't start moving them around until all the, the pieces are in place so right. you've got to explain how matt survived the building falling on top of him and you've got to spend at least two episodes with him essentially getting back into um fighting shape so so question so mm-hmm. when he fights the guys that are trying to get up that other guy yeah the famous um, guy or whatever when the the famous guy uh, gets gets away, mm. uh, Matt stays back, and the the guys that were trying to kidnap they they beat him up, mm-hmm. like they totally destroy him. Yep. And then one of them says, "We should kill this guy," and the other one says, "No, just just leave him." And Matt stands up and gives one of the guys a pipe, mm-hmm. and asks to be. Eaten? Is that what he was doing? Like, was, was he so. trying to kill himself? E- kind of. I mean, there's. I mean, there was. There's been this talk in the last two seasons, mostly from Foggy, that he feels like Matt has like a death wish. Um, hmm. that he's, you know, purposefully putting himself in danger, um, for one reason or another. I mean, of course, we know in this episode specifically. I mean, and we know from the other seasons as well that Matt is a very faith-based person. He was raised right. Catholic, raised in a Catholic orphanage. And um, I don't know if it's this episode. I think it might be the second episode where he talks about how um, uh, it's not necessarily part of the story of the second episode, but I think it happens in the second episode where he's talking about how he, uh, because of his enhanced abilities that as a young child he could hear people's prayers even though they were far away oh from yeah them. yeah yeah and he thought that that was a sign from god that he should you know try to help people you know try mm-hmm. to answer those prayers so he kind of always thought of himself as like being on a you know a, a mission from god and he tells that story to uh uh, Sister Maggie, like he's re- mm-hmm. reciting the story of of Job, Job. God, mm-hmm. God's most loyal um, servant, who you know God, like a jerk, took everything away from him just to see if Job would still be like, I, right. I, I love you, 
He's like right. the worst stalker, creepy boyfriend in high school. That's <laughs> insecure about his relationship with a girl. He's like, so I'm going to like make her feel horrible to see and see if she still right. wants to be with me. I uh, did like that. Matt said that. He called him a pussy. pussy. <laughs> He's like, Joe's a pussy. <laughs> Uh, that and, made me laugh. <laughs> and I like Sister Maggie, by the way, who does not I seem... I love her. I mean, yes. I grew up in a Catholic family as well, and I've been to Catholic churches. I've never seen a nun who talks like she talks, so... Me neither. <laughs> uh, maybe they're all like that in New York. I don't know. Maybe it's that New York attitude. <laughs> it's a New York nun. <laughs> yeah, that's... Oh, you know, she'll swear. She'll say stuff like, sounds like you need to get laid. That's she just, drinks. She's from New York. Yeah. yeah, she's a drinker. Um, <laughs> I like her. I, I, yeah, she's she's cool. She's tough, no nonsense. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, but they, you know, they have these conversations too, where it's like, you know, this is your destiny, and uh, you know, what would you do if you couldn't do what you wanted to do anymore? Because she brings it up. She's like, "Are you trying to get yourself killed out there?" Mm-hmm. And you know, and he says this thing. He's because she's like, "Well, I would just find another calling." And he's like, "He's like, look, if you can find another calling, then being a nun was never your calling." Which is <laughs> to say that, you know, he can't just go. He just can't not be Daredevil anymore. If he finds another calling, then being Daredevil was never his calling in the first place. Like mm-hmm. Matt's a firm believer that you've got one destiny that right. you need to meet, and if he can't meet it anymore, then what's the point? Right. He's very down on himself. Yes, he is. Um, I also actually liked the Ray, the like the story they were telling with him. They were kind of doing this uh, this morality tale about how crummy the healthcare system is in this country. Oh yeah, that yeah. he's up for a promotion, but he's in debt, and the FBI does not want to promote him into a a higher position because they're worried that his debt leaves him vulnerable to bribery or um you know some other thing which makes some sense yeah uh but he's like yeah but i'm in debt because i was helping my sister-in-law beat cancer mm-hmm. we had to you know how am i supposed to get out of this hole uh and he sort of i think they sort he's the one who gets wilson fisk to break the deal with the fbi right and I think they sort of treat it like he, oh, he's got this rapport with Wilson Fisk, but in all honesty, there really isn't a rapport. He just got, he just arrived at the prison on the day that yeah, Wilson he, Fisk he was just, lucky. Yeah, yeah, he just decided like I don't want Vanessa to go down for what I did, and I'm going to do whatever it takes. So he sort of just got lucky. But and and, and Wilson Fisk lawyer is uh, <laughs> Mariah's lawyer. Yep. Of course. I saw that guy and I was like, oh, so you just represent all the awful people in the world? Great. Yes. He just represents all the horrible people. He's like the super villain lawyer. He's like, look, I've got a lot of clients. He's like, uh, I represent the Mandarin. Uh, Thanos recently brought me on for this whole genocide thing. Just represents oh my gosh, being the... Thanos lawyer, that's something. <laughs> that's This is a court, I need to see the Marvel courtroom drama show. Where like Loki that has like to... a great idea, actually. Yeah, they, they put Loki on trial. I need to see these. And it's always that guy defending the bad guys. Yes. 
Uh, any other thoughts? Female on... show. <laughs> yes. Any other thoughts on uh, episode one? If not, what would you um, I I did like that um, when Matt is lying on the bed, like he's recovering in the in the. Wait, is it a church or an orphanage? It's the. It's a chorphanage. I think it's both. Chorphanage. Yeah. So he's recovering there, and some of the uh, kids that mm-hmm. are there come in the room, and they're like, "What happened to you?" And he's like, "Life." <laughs> <laughs> And everyone was just like, uh was like, yep, same. Yep. <laughs> I, I, get, I get you. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm totally understanding what you're putting out right now. We've I all like been that a friend. <laughs> Life. Uh, you know, battled Life. some super villains with some dragon bones <laughs> under the city and a building collapsed on me. I got flushed into a sewer and now I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had superpowers, but now I'm kind of deaf in one ear. So it's. Yeah. I lost my powers. It's fine. It's taking some time, but I'll be back on my feet, kids. <laughs> Don't you worry. Um, uh, so what would you give episode one? Uh, this is tough. I don't know. There was stuff gonna... I liked and stuff I didn't. Right. I, I, I'll give it a 3.5. That's what I gave it to. I gave it three and a yeah. half. Um, yeah. Quite a bit I liked, and there was also bits where I was just like, okay, can, can we get moving a little bit, please? Yeah, yeah. Like, maybe we don't need the three-minute flashback <laughs> right. to the scene that didn't seem to really do much of anything. Okay. Yeah, better transition if you're introducing a new character. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, before we talk about the second episode, thank you to the good people of Adam Tickets for sponsoring the uh, podcast this week. com slash Adam Tickets or click the Adam Tickets link at the top of the page to pick yourself up some movie tickets or a gift card for the movie fans in your life. Now we can talk about Season 3, Episode 2 of Daredevil. It's called Please. Uh, So Fisk's intel that Ray got led to the arrest of the uh, elusive Albanian syndicate and its leaders. Uh, Ray convinces his superiors to let him continue to work with Fisk despite his financial troubles making him a target for bribery. News of Fisk's cooperation with the FBI spreads fast and in retaliation is attacked in prison by a fellow inmate who really didn't stand a chance against Fisk. No, no. It's a bad idea to attack this man. Uh, Ray agrees to move Fisk out of prison and into home detention. But their convoy is attacked by the Albanians on the way, and most of the agents in the vehicle were killed. Fisk is saved by Agent... This is a great name. Dex. Well, Dex is his nickname... You know this guy's last name, Aurora? What? Poin Dexter. What? That's that's the nickname. In the comics, he is better known as Bullseye. Okay, I was going to ask if he, if he was Bullseye. Okay. Yeah. Dex has an incredibly accurate shooting skills. He's basically mm-hmm. Deadshot. Uh, yep. Matt tracks down the attempted kidnappers from the previous episode and beats them, leaving them to be arrested. Karen is assigned to report on the attempted kidnapping, which involved the well-known uh, Nita Kazemi, uh, which is the famous or the famous guy's daughter, I guess, mm-hmm. who's also famous-ish. After hearing about the death of Karen's brother Kevin, Nita opens up to Karen about the attack, which leads Karen to believe that Matt is still alive. Foggy, meanwhile, who is considering leaving his well-paying lawyer job to help his brother Theo run the family business, disagrees. 
that Matt could still be alive and is more resigned than ever that he is dead. But Foggy is wrong. Uh, <laughs> what did you think of episode two? A couple of things happened in this episode that I was like, what is mm-hmm. going on? Uh, first of all, I don't know what the point was of the whole Foggy family situation. I think it's kind of just there to add some a little bit of layer to Foggy like this is who he is this is who he comes from these are his this is his family I mean I guess I I hope that there's something that's going to tie it to the story later I would imagine but it but it felt very like why why are we seeing this I feel like they're introducing some of these members of Foggy's family because some of them are going to get killed Oh great I have to imagine like <laughs> Theo uh, yeah, Theo maybe bites the dust or or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, and maybe. Yeah. yeah, and and I think um, I, largely I think it's like that. Like they're introducing some of these people because they might be uh, something terrible might happen to them later. And I think it's also there to provide a little bit more insight into who Foggy Nelson is, mm. where he grew up, and what he comes from, and. Um, you know, his family's obviously proud that he's a lawyer, uh, right. but they kind of want him to come back and, you know, and run the business, run the family business, mm-hmm. uh, that sort of thing. Um, I did like that the, the head of the Albanian gang mm-hmm. <laughs> had a Mother Teresa tattoo. Yeah, it was like his nickname or whatever was Mother Teresa yeah, or something. That was, uh, that was interesting. Um, but That's such what a I... weird like <laughs> it's such a weird person to be like a, a crime syndicate leader and have like maybe he did yeah. it ironically maybe you know like um you know or maybe like, he feels like even though he's doing bad things he feels like he's doing the right thing oh uh, maybe yeah he's the hero yeah. of his own story yeah <laughs> i want to hear more about this guy yeah let's talk about the <laughs> albanian crime syndicate leader um but I did like the scene where that guy at the prison tries to stab. Well, he he does stab Fisk. He sure does. All it really does, which all... does doesn't do anything to Fisk. Like it's like he t- tickled him. Yeah. Well, I mean, it did do one thing to him. It pissed him off. Yeah. He's so, like so he threw the weight. Like he threw it. <laughs> yes. He was he was lifting. He was bench pressing. Yes. And a dude comes over like he's gonna spot him. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, snitches get stitches, and then shanks him. <laughs> he didn't say that, though. I think he was like, I think he said, like, traitor or snitch or something and stabbed him. But yeah, he should have said, like yeah. he should have said that. He should have comically said, snitches get stitches, <laughs> and then stabbed him. And then he tried to run away, and then Fisk just threw the weights at him. Yeah. And then, like, stepped like on the weights on his shoulder or something and was going to, like, yeah. crush his head with a dumbbell. And then decided not to, and then just sat there patiently as the police came in. He's sitting there bleeding from the side. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> there's definitely, there's, like, the part of me, because, like, when Fisk talks to Ray, when Ray comes back in, and he's like, you've got to get me out of here. Like, I know Fisk is just wanting to get out in general. And he right. also does make the point of, I can't help you, and I can't help Vanessa if I'm dead. Mm-hmm. But I'm starting to think like there'd need to be at least thirty or forty guys trying to get at Fisk before somebody would like kill him, right? Because this dude just like openly stabbed him, and like it, all it did was made him mad. Yeah, 
Like he he crushed this guy and then could have killed him, but then didn't. And and the whole time, I don't know if you noticed this, but the whole time that that fight, it, it, I don't I don't know if I should call it a fight. <laughs> it it wasn't really wasn't a fight. A fight. <laughs> um, but oh, but while this is happening, all the other prisoners they're all facing the wall. Did you notice that? Oh yeah, like they, they didn't were, see anything. They were yeah, they were trying not to be witnesses of what was happening. Yeah, I, th- I like that little attention to detail. Yeah. There was another fight in this episode, too, uh, which really wasn't much of a fight either. It was when Matt went back to uh, finish up the business with the kidnappers, and he's mm-hmm. Matt's finally sort of back on his feet and doing a little bit better now, so he sort of beat the tar out of these guys and then tied them up. Mm-hmm. They didn't really have much of a, a comeback for him this time. Uh, yeah, and then he goes to the daughter of the guy that they... Uh tried to kidnap yes and and she's like thank god for you and he's like he didn't help you i did yeah he's done <laughs> he's done with this religion thing this wasn't god it was me yeah <laughs> the name's devil the devil helped you daredevil uh yeah i i like that a lot and uh i'm told because i couldn't help but read about this on the internet when this show came out there's mm-hmm. apparently, I don't know what episode it takes place in, and I don't know anything else about it other than the fact that I know because people have been writing about it that there is supposedly another incredible, amazing fight scene. Uh, so much so that I was reading articles about like the incredible season three Daredevil fight scene and how they did it. Ooh! So if they're doing like an article about how they did the fight scene, I'm like, what is this? I need to see. Is this going to be something that's going to top that my favorite scene from season one? Yeah, the hallway scene. Yes. God, that was such a great fight scene. Yes. And then in the second season, they had that other great one in the stairwell, which yes. wasn't quite as good, but still but pretty it was awesome. Still, still good. Yeah. Man, I want to go back and just watch that first season hallway fight again, just because <laughs> it was so great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, apparently they do another fight scene this season that's uh, even better mm-hmm. or incredible in some fashion. So nice. It, it didn't. Anytime a fight starts in this now, I, like in the back of my mind, that's where I'm at. I'm like, is this the scene? Uh, but it wasn't. <laughs> he dispatched with these guys like pretty easily. Yeah, it was easy. Yeah. Uh, so they introduced uh, they introduced Bullseye, who is a villain in the daredevil stories and does work for the kingpin. Yeah. So, uh, in the comics, he's a psychopath. Yeah. So here he's an FBI agent. I don't know if he is sometimes in the books or not, but, uh, here he is. In fact, with the amount of time they were focusing on Ray, I was wondering if he was going to be the bullseye. Cause I had heard that they were introducing Ooh. him this season, but that would have been a pretty cool twist actually. Yeah. Um, well, what happened to me last episode when they introduced this agent that I was like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. It happened again in this episode for oh. me when they are transporting Fisk and then they get ambushed. Mm-hmm. There's that like an explosion and, and by the Albanians, uh, yeah. Yeah, the car flips over and uh, it looks like a war zone outside. And I was like, wait, did I, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like, what did I miss? Why is there like fire? And it looked like a full-on war outside of the car. Well, it took a lot to take that car down, I guess. I guess. But then, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed this, but 
before Bullseye comes in, the Albanians mm-hmm. are trying to get in the car and they're shooting at the car that Fizz is in. Mm-hmm. And it seems it, it's a bulletproof uh, car, right? Yes. Because they're shooting yeah. at it at it, and they can't get in. I believe so. Yeah. And, and then Bullseye comes in. He kills all of them. Mm-hmm. And Fizz just opens the door. <laughs> <laughs> that seems <laughs> like him. Like, and I was like, well, couldn't the Albanians just try the door? <laughs> like this whole time the door was unlocked. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even it wasn't even attached to the car. Like it was like Fez just pushes it a little bit, <laughs> and the, and the d- door just opens. And I was like, well, I mean, that's that would have been easier. <laughs> you think that was like part of their ex- <laughs> like their their pre planning? They're like, should we go for the door? And they're like, no, that's way too obvious. So <laughs> right. Let's not go for the door. Let's and try to now shoot. They're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> See, they should have just gone for the door. Yeah, there's going to be some guy back at the Albanian crime syndicate clubhouse who like hears about this and he's like, "I told them they should have just gone for the door." <laughs> but no, like, oh, everyone expects the door, so we're going to try to shoot our way in. Yeah, it's. <sighs> I was like, okay, well, great. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think that uh, Nadim is dead? No. I don't think so. He looked uh, pretty uh, messed up. Yeah. I mean, it did say everybody else died. Right. Maybe he, maybe he did. I, I, the feeling, my feeling is that they spent so much time. Maybe, I mean, look, maybe they spent time on him to get you to feel bad, but I don't feel like we spent that much time with him uh, to get that sort of a reaction. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. I I feel like they spent so much time introduce. It would feel weird to spend this much time to introduce him, right? And then just kill him, right? Because they did spend a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Well, I mean, we we'll see. I of course we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, any other thoughts on the episode? If not, what what would you give episode two? Um, I li- I like this episode better than the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really looking forward to Bullseye. Because the only recollection I have of, Bull- of Bullseye is Colin Farrell in the uh, Daredevil movie. From the Affleck movie. Yes. yes. And I need that wiped off my brain. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really hoping um, that they, they do a good job with this one. Bald uh, bald Colin Farrell with a target <laughs> on his forehead. Right. <laughs> Acting all crazy. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give this one a four. Oh wow! So I, I, I also like you like this one slightly more, uh, but literally only slightly more. I gave it three and three quarters. Okay, uh, didn't quite go the a full four on this one, but I did let. Uh, again, to me, this was another putting the pieces in place type thing, uh, where we've got to get Fisk out of jail, and now that we've done, because like the whole episode sort of ends with Matt finding out that Wilson Fisk is out of prison, right? Um, right. And that's like the big dun 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 for next week, and then it feels like. Now that we've done all these things, starting next week, the show can finally start taking off and doing its story. Mm-hmm. Um, now that we've put all the pieces in place, Matt's essentially back uh, together for the most part, and Fisk is now out of prison, so our pieces can start moving. Um, it is kind of dickish that he hasn't gotten in contact with Karen or Foggy. Agreed. Because... Uh, Foggy's like, don't you think if he was alive, he would have contacted us by now? 
to mm-hmm. like let us know that he's okay. And you know, if you know, my friends hadn't heard from me in a while and they were concerned, I would go out of my way to be like, "Hey, I'm okay." And right. he isn't doing these things, which is kind of a dick move. Yeah. But he's kind of yeah. in a dick mood right now. He is. Yeah. He's definitely not his his normal self. Yeah. And we still don't know if Electra is alive. I hope she survived. I yeah. like Electra so much. Yeah, me too. That was such a fun character. I mean, cause, and he's worried about it as well, like wondering mm-hmm. if she survived and I'm like, well, nobody else found any other bodies and, you know, as far as washing up through sewers and stuff. But he's I'm like, pretty sure she escaped. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's Electra, right? Yeah. Yeah. She had to have. Uh, I hope she does because she's, I liked her character so much and they're good together and, uh, yeah, it's just, it, that stuff just worked. And, yep. uh, again, how else are we going to do this all, uh, Netflix Marvel women's show without Electra on the team? Yes. God, that'd be such a great team. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> just make it happen. Agreed. You know, there is the, the- <laughs> there is a theory that they're toying with. A Misty Knight and Colleen Wing show. They did spend a lot of time with them in Iron Fist. They did. Um, which has got people talking that maybe there's like rumblings of trying to get a pitch a show with them in it. Which Oh my god, I wish. Yeah, I would be all in. That would be the perfect Christmas gift. <laughs> Just to find out they're making it. Would yes. Be, would be really <laughs> lovely. Um, so yeah, a pretty good start. I would say not blown away, but I I like these characters and they've built up a lot of good faith through two pretty good seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wilson Fisk is a tremendous villain, like one of yes. the best Marvel villains, period. And uh, that he's going to be back as like a regular character and the villain of this season is super exciting. So I'm in. We're in to see more. Yes. And I'm hoping it really starts to pick up. Um next week. Alright, so that's the episode for this week. Head on over to cinemageekly.com, check out the archives of the show. Uh, You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. Just search for Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D. Hit subscribe, and that way you can hear us come back next week, talk about Daredevil Season 3, Episode 3, called No Good Deed, and Episode 4, called Blindsided. (laughs) 